0: We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 5th, 2009. And we're going to continue our study regarding uh, the child pornography and pedophilia epidemic. And I'm going to just be segueing here into a few different subjects relating to the subject that I really need to touch on to thoroughly address this subject. Um, this first one is from a... It's called Disney Fact Sheet. And we're going to be, hopefully, in the sometime in the near future doing a study on Disney. Uh, but this is just some points about Disney. And this is from the Washington Times. Again, we just uh, talked about an article from the Washington Times. Um, this is from the Washington Times, October eighth, nineteen 1998, page A8. And in that story, we see that Disney... this is Walt Disney and the Disney Corporation, opposes the Internet pornography bill. And it's called the Child Online Protection Act, or COLPA, which would restrict child pornography material on the Internet. They opposed it. Disney, the protector of the family, right? No, they opposed it. Disney lobbyists tried to stop the much-needed bill, according to congressional sources, per Julia Duin. Of the Washington Post, Disney opposes the bill because it would prevent Disney from marketing adult movies online uh, through, I believe, uh, was it Miramax, is their one of their companies? They they make pornography. Disney is in the pornography business, adult movies. The bill passed the Senate with the ease of as an amendment to another bill, and it seems. Uh, to have little opposition in the House. Care to guess who opposed the bill in addition to Disney? Well, America Online did. AOL. That's evil. If you have America Online, get, get rid of them as your provider. I mean, what is their symbol? It's a pyramid with an eye in the middle. The all-knowing eye of Horace, the same one that's on the back of our $1 bill. And it's like Big Brother's always watching you. Uh-uh. I don't do anything with AOL. America Online, Microsoft, we're going to be looking at uh, <clears throat> Bill Gates here in a second. They supported it or opposed it. The Motion Picture Association of America, they opposed it. imagine that. this is these are all you know very strong arms of Satan, American Online, Microsoft, and the Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, also known as MPAA. While MPAA spokesman defended opposition to the bill, how could you defend that? You, you're going you're gonna to offend your opposition to the Internet Porn Bill? Child Online Protection Act? You're going to... Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want those children to be protected. It's violating our rights. What about the rights of the poor, innocent children? Ugh. Right, anyway... They, MPAA, defended the bill, or defended opposition to the bill. Microsoft was not available for comment. No information regarding AOL's opposition to the bill was given, but I suspect you can guess why Mr. Gates opposes the child pornography bill. Might it have something to do with his new age humanistic distortion of freedom of speech? In other words, they would say, well, this is just freedom of speech. I have rights as a pedophile. Now, also, just so you know, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates are one of the key players in the funding of the United Nations and World Health Organization vaccine programs, giving away $24 billion by the year 2001 to the UN, which is basically going to be the essence of the coming one world government, and the WHO, or the World Health Organization, $24 billion they gave to those two organizations, to fund their vaccination depopulation programs, because that's all they are. If you have any doubts of that, go ahead and key in my... Um, go and key in Avion Flu, Dr. Johnson, up on YouTube, or up on Google, either one, or, or up on even the Internet. You'll find them. You'll find my videos. My, so like a PowerPoint presentation... I lay it all out right there what vaccinations are being used for. Depopulation. Plain and simple. And these are the MDs that I quote that have worked within the system for years and years and years. And that most likely vaccinations will be the cause of the coming Avion flu just like they were the Spanish flu of 1918, 1919 that killed at least 50 million people worldwide. Not me saying it. Just documentation I found. I did a 14-city tour on the Avion flu regarding this subject, so I know a little bit about it. And um, this ties in with these vaccination programs. Bill Gates also supports other depopulation organizations heavily, like Planned Parenthood and other abortion-providing programs. Bill Gates. So just so you know, Microsoft Bill Gates. Here's another fact about Disney. The movie Kids. KIDS, by Miramax, Disney's company subsidiary, was described by Variety magazine as, quote, one of the most controversial American movies ever made. Now, that's Variety magazine. According to Newsweek, the film follows a number of barely pubescent-looking boys and girls around New York City as they smoke pot, bait gays, meaning they baiting the gay people, they beat up a black man and engage in graphic sex. Under pressure, Disney formed an independent company to market and distribute the basically the child pornographic movie because they didn 't want it associated with Miramax, so they just they um, formed an independent covety, company to cover up their sin to promote it where was this reported what i just read it was reported in daily variety of 12795 and newsweek of 22095 wall street journal 33095 and associated press 62995 i'm not making this stuff up nothing that i'm talking about i'm making up i'm all, i'm documenting all this is what the secular media is even admitting here's another fact about disney disney hired Victor Salva, a convicted child molester, to direct its movie Powder. I saw this movie when, before I believe I was even saved, I saw this movie. It was, I saw the advertisement I said, that looks really weird. I think it's about some, it's like this albino kid that gets like struck by lightning every time he goes outside. It's very, very mm, kind of like morbidly fascinating, I guess. At least at the time I thought it was. Just weird, weird show, you know. I don't really even remember what it's about, but I just remember it was strange. But they, the guy, and now I understand why, because the guy they hired to direct the movie was Victor Salva, who was a convicted child molester. When Victor Salva's molestation victim, Nathan Winters, this is the this is the the boy that he molested, who is now twenty years old, when he publicized the hiring, some of the police officers who investigated. <laughs> the 1987 molestation case. Were incredulous that Salva was working again as a movie director. Officer uh, Gary Primavera said it just blows me away. Then one Disney official, John Dreyer, refused to respond to um, Nathan Winter's demand. This is the this is the man that he molested, or the, wait, at the time he was a boy, but now he's a man. He's 20. But this Disney official, John Dreyer, refused to respond to Nathan Winter's demand that Disney fire Salva, saying, What's the point other than you want to make headlines, kid, essentially? You want to make headlines. Oh, yeah, he just molested me. He's a pedophile. And now you're hiring him to direct one of your shows. Where was that reported? In the Washington Times, 102595? This is just a few little things about Disney. There's so much more that I'll get into in this other thing that we end up doing on it. There's just a few things. Disney's pure evil. Okay? And there's so many ways you can prove that from their gay days that they have in the summer where they have gays and lesbians walking through Disney, making out, feeling each other out in front of families that are there that don't know it's gay day in front of their children. The very fact that it's self-admitted, that it's either, I think it's 40 or 60% self-admitted of Disney's upper management are all gay. They admit it. They brag about it. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that in the other study. Here's another fact. In the movie, the cartoon The Little Mermaid, a scene depicts a priest becoming noticeably aroused while presiding over a wedding. Also, a castle spire on the jacket art for the video resembles a male phallus. And I mean it really resembles a male phallus. Graphically. I've seen it. I've seen the actual jacket cover. And I didn't buy it, but I've seen it. And it, and it does. All kind of subliminal embeds in Disney stuff. They're, they're, they're about defiling children. Not only does The Little Mermaid contain the above sexual material, it is replete with arrogance, individual supremacy, and the it-ain't-good-enough-no-matter-what-it-is attitude. Those are just a few things I just wanted to touch on regarding Disney (coughs) and how they relate to this whole child pornography pedophilia problem. Here's another thing that I, I think I needed to mention here, which I did a study that you can keyword search, and it was called, I believe... Catholic priests pedophiles um, and in the description to this teaching that I did, uh, we read in this teaching we will expose the rampant homosexuality and pedophilia amongst the Catholic hierarchy. more than 13,000 molestation claims have been filed against the clergy since 1950. thirteen thousand molestation claims. now that's just the ones they know of. who knows how many are actually filed. Bishops say abuse-related costs have been about $2 billion. Yeah, and they, and they call themselves, you know, the universal church. The mother church. The mother of all harlots, maybe. Mother Babylon. I mean, look at the fruit. By their fruit, you shall know them. This by itself is all I need to know that they are from the pit of hell, the Catholic religion. I'm not saying that means that I want everybody in the Catholic religion to go to hell. I want them to go to heaven, but they need to get saved. Stop trusting in, in good works, and keeping the seven sacraments, and doing this and doing that, and praying to Mary, and praying to Peter, Paul, and James, or whoever they're praying to, and essentially participating in white witchcraft. As far as I'm concerned, the Catholic religion is the largest white witchcraft cult on the planet. Pseudo-Christian white witchcraft cult, I should say. It's a cult. What else would you call it? It's a cult. It is another gospel. And the Bible says two times, let them that bring another gospel, let them be accursed. And then it goes on to say it again. It's another gospel. Follow the Catholic faith. Follow the Catholic religion. It'll, It'll bring you straight to hell and ultimately the lake of fire for eternity that's where it'll lead you you cannot earn your way into heaven and i've done a whole teaching on the subject of true salvation now uh, you can key in just key in salvation in the keyword search box so you can understand what the true gospel is <clears throat> and then it goes on to say the la- the nation's <clears throat> largest catholic archdiocese will settle its clergy sex abuse cases for at least 600 million by far the largest payout in the church's sexual abuse scandal. We will then explore a new, award-winning documentary regarding the subject called Deliver Us From Evil that has been highly recommended by many Christians. We will then look at the actual estimates, many from Catholic sources, of the staggering number of the Catholic clergy that are homosexuals. (coughs) We will take an in-depth look at the spiritual dynamics that set the stage for many Catholic priests to become homosexuals and pedophiles in the shadiest and the shadiest, dubious history of Pope John Paul II. We're just going to cover a few of these points now uh, because it's really it relates to this subject. It relates heavily to this subject. <clears throat> this documentary, Deliver Us From Evil. Now, I've got a... Again, I'll put this up on um, the PDF to this teaching. And uh, you can just key in, if you want to, just Deliver Us From Evil on either Google or YouTube video. You'll find it. You can watch it for free. Uh, deliver us from evil. Father Oliver O'Grady was a popular priest as he moved from one parish to another. This is just about one priest now. One typical example. One parish to another in Northern California during the 1970s. Communities and churches took him in their hearts, even christening him Father Ollie as he worked and lived with them in their towns. But underneath O'Grady was hiding a deep, dark secret. The secret that he was deliberately covered up by his church and especially Cardinal Mahoney of Los Angeles, and inexplicably and unforgivably allowed to remain hidden. And again, you always see a cover-up resulting, uh, <clears throat> revolving around pedophilia. It seems, particularly when it involves people of, that they, the, the world might term noteworthy or, or of importance. You know, <clears throat> winner of the Target Documentary Award for Best Documentary Feature. At the recent Los Angeles Film Festival, writer-producer-director Amy Berg's powerful and upsetting documentary, Deliver Us From Evil, is quoted saying, Despite the feeling of nausea at the end of every shoot, I knew I was doing something that would be eye-opening. My goal has always been to educate and inform. So the documentary is certain to provoke controversy, outrage, and endless debate. Let's see here. Endless debate about the world, um, too, because it tells the story of a dangerously active pedophile that the church hierarchy, fully aware of his illness, well, fully aware of his demon possession, harbored for decades, moving him from one place to another to ensure he was not exposed and effectively allowing the abuse of countless children, both girls and boys, over the decades. You know, if the Catholic Church isn't the most sickest, pseudo-Christian religious institution on the planet, I don't know what is. They are so beyond disgusting and sick and depraved. The fact that they would protect these devils, the very fact is, is they breed them and perpetuate them, though. Father O'Grady's first recorded victim was Nancy Sloan somewhere 30 years ago. Yet all he was ordered to do at the time was to write a letter explaining his actions... Write a letter? The guy should have been at bare minimum locked up for for good. Soon after this, he was moved from Lodi to Turlock, although no one in Turlock was warned about his past or his dangerous affliction. And after he was caught again, then he was transferred to Stockton, then once again to San Andreas, where he actually received promotion for his work. He was rewarded and the documentary delivers from Evil Berg managed to get an extremely unsettling interview with this piece of garbage devil O'Grady, which she contrasts with the tragic stories of three victims of his three victims and some long time I'm sure he's had way more than three victims and some longtime friends and supporters of O'Grady who are unaware of the crimes. now you have to understand for every person that comes out, and accuses, or either, let's say they go all the way and they file a lawsuit, do you realize there's probably, who knows how many more, 10, 20 for each one, who knows, that will not come out, just due to the shame of the whole thing? Wouldn't it exactly be something I'd want to, you know, come out and wave my arms and admit to? Particularly if you were a boy molested by a man, that's even, you know, now we're talking homosexual pedophilia which is even, you know, as far as being perverse. It's all bad. Also exposes the deep corruption within the Catholic Church in this particular episode. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? According to Psalm 11, verse 3. Their foundation is totally corrupt. False religion, pseudo-Christianity, paganism mixed with false Christianity is all the Catholic religion is. It's a works-based religion for the pit of hell. It's all it is. <clears throat> also exposed... Okay, um, although this documentary all but blows the lid off all their PR, or public relations, denials and dismiss complaints, and shows the bare bones of what happened in this case, many, one of many, we shouldn't forget. Now, you can watch the trailer... Um, at deliver us from evil dot com deliver us from evil dot com one word www dot deliver us from evil dot com so that you can watch the trailer but you can probably watch the whole movie online <clears throat> here 's another article Catholic sexual abuse claims exceed one point five billion <clears throat> this is from uh, chick dot com the um ones that put out the Bible tracts from July-August 2007. In December of last year, Archdiocese of Los Angeles, California settled 45 cases of sexual abuse by priests for a total of 40 million. It still faces another 485 sex abuse cases that will likely cost hundreds of millions of dollars. The Archdiocese is prepared to sell off some of its estimated $4 billion worth of real estate to pay the claims. Hey, they got plenty of money. Money's not a problem. They can just pay these people off. <clears throat> now, for more information on the vast wealth of the Roman Catholic Church, see chapter 10 of Smokescreens. It's called Smokescreens, published by Chick Publications. And it's Smoke Smokescreens. Also, I think they have a book called The Vatican's Billions. You might want to get that, too, if you want to know about their wealth. <clears throat> A 2004 report by the U.S. Catholic Church said that 10,667 people have accused pre, have accused, accused 4,392 priests with sexual abuse. 4,392 priests? Man, that's a lot of priests. Considering they all have their own church that they're in, and they're, they have access to who knows how many hundreds per priest. Potential access. That's a lot of people that are at risk. <clears throat> a lot of families, a lot of children. Cost to settle cases currently exceed $1.5 billion, with thousands of cases yet pending. Catholic authorities have largely succeeded in labeling the offended, offending priests as pedophiles. However, most of the victims have not been young children but boys in their mid-to-late teens. <clears throat> For years before the scandal broke in the media, stories would surface from time to time of a homosexual subculture within the Roman Catholic priesthood seminaries and the nuns, too. Lesbianism. I had somebody remind me about that. That's just as much of a problem. And you know, the thing about it, I think that's so disgusting, is they walk around so pious. And, the, you know, these black robed devils, essentially. And they're so, you know, pious. And act, trying to act so holy and holier than thou, and better than thou, and yet look at what they're immersed in. I mean, even if there were ones in there that were legitimate, and they really thought they were doing the right thing, and I'm not saying there's not a lot that are, that maybe let's say they aren't pedophiles, why wouldn't they do everything in their power to expose the evil and purge this devil church of all of these pedophiles. Because you can't tell me these other ones that aren't participating in this don't have any idea about it. They're part of the problem because they're of their silence. They're just, in some ways, they're just as much to blame because they sit silent while this goes on. A study of the pattern of male homosexual activity indicates that their favored target is the freshness of a teen boy. That sucks. Sickening. and Disgusting. And, and they are less likely to be carrying AIDS or other sexually transmitted diseases. These teen boys. Thus it appears that the sexual abuse epidemic in the Catholic priesthood is more about homosexuality than child pedophilia. Well, either way, it's all sick and disgusting. Jesus said of the Pharisees that they had made the word of God of none effect by their tradition, Matthew 15. This accusation also seems to stick on Roman Catholics. The word of God stipulates that leadership in the church should be given to men who are the husband of one wife. The Bible also, I mean, and this whole celibacy in the Catholic priesthood, totally unbiblical, just like so many other things within Catholicism purgatory, limbo, the seven sacraments, last rites. All this stuff is totally unbiblical, not in the Bible anywhere. But they've created their own set of rules. Through the traditions of men, they have made the word of God of none effect. They don't even have the right Bible anyway. They've got their own corrupted Catholic Bible that came from the revised version of 1881 that was translated from two corrupt Catholic manuscripts, the Sinaiticus and the Vaticanus that ultimately spawned themselves from Alexandria, Egypt, where they were corrupted originally. Their American Standard Version, and all the other modern versions that are based off the Revised Version, are all corrupted. They're a corrupted word of God. That's another reason the church is corrupt. They've got a polluted word of God. And if you're reading an NIV, or an ESV, or a Living Bible, or an American Standard, or a New World Translation, you got one of those same corrupted perverted Bibles. Just can the word King James on my keyword search box if you want to know the truth about that. And there's a PDF file with those that are connected that will load your boat regarding the subject. So, <clears throat> going further, um, the Bible also says that in the last days there would be a spirit of Antichrist that would forbid marriage now, you hear me quote 1 Timothy 4.1 a lot, but let's go ahead and read the, the whole verse, because this really does apply <clears throat> to Catholicism <clears throat> in that regard. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, this is capital S, speaketh expressly that in the latter times, well I'd say we're in the latter times now, some shall depart from the faith, Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. If you're in the Catholic Church, you are giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Well, I mean, I can't think of something more hypocritical than a pedophile Catholic priest. Hypocrisy. Speaking lies. Oh, I am, I am holier than thou. When you are nothing but you're of your father the devil and of his works you are doing and your conscience has been seared with a hot iron. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron doesn't bother them. Now, verse 3. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Now, I've done a whole study on this particular subject, on the wisdom of the Levitical dietary guidelines, but also we don't want to carry that too far. There's wisdom in it, but we're not we're not like under Old Testament law, Old Testament Levitical law, where we can't do this. Okay, as far as foods and things of this nature. And I go over that in the just key in Levitical or Dietary Guidelines are part of the word. You'll find it. So, commanding to abstain from peace. But then the first part before that, forbidding to marry. Isn't that what we're seeing here with the Catholic Catholics? This is not what they say to do. Oh, the nuns can't get married, neither do the priests. It's unnatural. To a, to a certain extent, it's unnatural. The Bible does talk about, you know, if <clears throat> some have been given the basically the gift of celibacy. And that they could, they can devote their lives, you know, to the things of God because they have done this. And I understand that, okay, and and that's true, but it's not the majority, it is the minority. And Catholics are in a demonic system to boot. It is, it is a false religion. So this wouldn't apply to them anyway because they're nothing more than a big cult. It's the cult of their priesthood and nuns and bishops and cardinals and all these other things. It's an abomination. And again, just can part of the word Catholic in the search box on my homepage. You can see all the teachings I've done on the Catholicism, because I've tried to cover every just about every facet of this. Probably haven't done it, but you know, we've covered a lot of the big bases. So uh, going further. So the popes have also made the word of God of none effect by their tradition. Well, the pope claims to be the vicar of Christ. That's what he calls himself, the vicar of Christ. What does that mean? Vicar means substitute. He is the substitute for Jesus Christ on this earth. That's what he claims to be. Infallible. By forbidding their priests to marry, the Vatican has created an impossible environment of temptation for priests. This virtually shoves them toward homosexual behavior. Not, not only this, but, just remember what I was talking about before about how, uh, pedophilia is rampant in high level Masons, high level Freemasons. They take all those blood oaths and as they go up in the ranks and the blood oaths, and Bill Schneblin got into this in his testimony, how a lot of times they start having feelings toward wanting to molest children as they go higher up in the Freemasons. And that yet they never had those feelings before. They never even maybe have thought of that. Why? Because it's spiritual. It's demonic possession. It's spiritual. What's happening to them? So when you're in a system that perpetuates pedophilia, and you come under the mantle of that, of whom a man has overcome the same he has brought into bondage, if you've been overcome by the Catholic false religion, don't be surprised when those same spirits start affecting your thinking process. And a priest is obviously more sold out to the Catholic religion than some average pew-warming parishioner. So he's got more demonic baggage, in other words. He's went further into their demonic priesthood. Just a point I wanted to bring up. The prohibition against marriage seems primarily intended to prevent them from having offspring with no legal rights to the property of the Catholic Church. That's an interesting point. That way they can keep it all. So they will then seek sexual activity that, that does not produce children. So another thing about it, if a priest can have sex with a boy, he don't got to worry about getting him pregnant. Or a nun with another nun. That's not creating, you know, obviously a child is a pretty big indicator something happened. DNA can be done in today's DNA and you can't get away from DNA. Well, you don't have to worry about that with a priest molesting a child, as long as he doesn't get tested uh, by like a rape unit, you know, if he goes and he, he, let's say he says, oh, this Catholic priest raped me, and there's still physical evidence present, yeah, they can do that. But how often does that happen? Usually it's years later when the guy guy grows up. He's so shamed and so scared. And these Catholic priests, by doing this, are essentially... And we're going to be talking about this in a little bit. They're essentially implanting... This is a, this is a way that people get demon-infested. is through sodomy. Uh, particularly through homosexual sex. That's why the homosexuals are so depraved and demonically possessed. Because there's no more severe way to demon-possess somebody than to essentially rape them. A, it's like demonic implantation. That's why they do it. That's why the devil... Inspires them to do it, I should say. Most of the evangelical world has accepted the lie that Roman Catholicism is just another denomination with a different worship tradition. Although when cons- cornered, the Roman Catholic will claim they believe the Bible and salvation through the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you, they're making, they're putting their best foot forward. There's this one channel um, locally that plays this Catholic garbage. And, you know, now, a lot of times, like the other day... There was this thing where this guy, this Jesuit was sitting on this couch, this overstuffed couch, talking to this lady and this other guy, and they were dressed in plain clothes, and they were talking about the church and this and that. It was totally unbiblical, what they were saying. A lot of their opinions and, and garbage, like, but what they're trying to do is make themselves look like they're Christians. I've noticed a really big push for that. We, hey, we're just Christians like you. In fact, you came out of our church a long time ago. We're, we're, we're the mother church. You Protestants came out from us. And you know what? You need to come back. Because we're the true church. But when you look at their rituals and dogma, most of their attention goes to Mary, and their quote Jesus is perpetually re-sacrificed as a way for God when they eat it in their Mass, through the process of what they call transubstantiation, where they believe the priest has the literal power to change the Catholic Eucharistic communion host and the wine into the literal body and blood of Jesus Christ, literal that's why he has to be re-sacrificed on the cross, to continually keep repaying their sin debt, that's why they gotta keep doing all their seven sacraments and doing and doing and doing and praying to this and praying to that and going to confession and doing all this other stuff, because they're continually supposedly earning their way to heaven it's, it's a total um, lie from the pit of hell Jesus paid our sin debt through his sacrificial precious blood that he shed on the cross. And that is very important you understand that regarding the the whole concept of salvation. And again, I get into this in the salvation message that I did. I don't even want to go into that because that whole three-part message is there that lays it out for you. The thing is, is if I say something about it, then I have to keep going down that road, and I've already done that, okay, in, in a concentrated study, so just reference that. And then they're forbidden to believe that they can know that they have eternal life as well. These traditions cancel the clear teachings of Scripture, making them of none effect. Soul winners, we must not be deceived by those who claim Roman Catholics are saved and don't need to, and we don't need to witness to them. Uh, these souls are in bondage to a prostitute, whorish church, and they need to know the freedom of the true salvation of faith alone, and they must follow the instruction in Revelation 18.4 to come out of her, my people, lest you be partakers of her plagues. And to be not equally yoked together with unbelievers. Because if you're with, if you're in a Catholic church and you think, well, I'm going to change it from the inside out. No, you're not. You're not going to reform nothing. They're just going to corrupt you. It's already corrupt. Can something clean come out of something unclean? Oh, I think that's Job 14.4. Can something clean. Come out of something unclean. No, not one. Can a fountain yield both fresh and salt water? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You can't reform it. It's irretrievably corrupted from the very beginning. It's unreformable. You'd have to come out of that thing. Here's another article from Catholic Apologetics International. How many priests and bishops are homosexual? Richard Seip, a psychotherapist and a former priest, has studied celibacy and sexuality in the priesthood for four decades. Now, this is from Catholic apologetics, international. This is from the Catholics. This is what they're admitting to. They're trying apologetics. They're trying to, you know, use apologetics to justify Catholicism. So Richard Site, psychotherapist, former priest... He studied celibacy and sexuality in the priesthood for 40 years. He has authored three books on the topic. He once estimated that 30% of the priesthood is of homosexual orientation. Elsewhere, he is quoted as estimating that between 25 and 45% of American priests are homosexual in orientation. Now remember, this is one of them defending their own. This is what they're admitting to. Who knows how much, who knows what the real percentage is. He told the Boston Globe, if they were to eliminate all those who were homosexually oriented, the number would be so staggering that it would be like an atomic bomb. It would do the same damage to the church's operation. It would mean the resignation of at least a third of the bishops of the world. I'm really surprised they let him publish this. Third of the bishops of the world. And it's very much against the tradition of the church. Well, that's a total lie from the pit of hell. It's totally part of the tradition of the church. It is the tradition of this church. Pedophilia and homosexuality. Deeply ingrained. What are they talking about? Against the tradition. Against the tradition of the true church of Jesus Christ. That started with Jesus Christ himself and the apostles. Sure. But not against this whore of a church. Called the Catholic Church. Then it goes on to say, Many saints had a gay orientation. Now they don't refer to saints as the same way the Bible refers to saints as some a born again Bible believing Christian as a saint, okay? They no they they've got to be in order for you to be a saint you've got to you know do this or that this marigmarol and then you have to be canonized and that's where they take the body of the saint and they fire it out a cannon no just kidding sorry I lost control there I was. They do that in the circus sometimes. They fire people out of cannons. Anyway, um, I always thought that would be a kind of a cool way. If you're going to really canonize somebody, you might as well go all the way. So anyway, um, many saints had a gay orientation. Well, you know, that, that's such a great testimony for, for the church. Saints that had gay orientations. And these are the ones that were supposedly the most holy in the Catholic Church. Yeah, they were, they were homosexuals, and probably a large percentage of those were pedophiles. But, you know, hey... And then many popes had gay orientations. Oh, they're just the the supposed head of the church, the vicar of Christ on earth. Discriminating against orientation is not going to solve the problem. That's what he says. Well, you're right, as this is a spiritual corruption problem. Discriminating against orientation as though we shouldn't do that. They can't help it, they're gay. They're born that way. That's another lie from the pit of hell. They may be demon-possessed or demon uh, generational curses put on them or sexually abused at a very early age that would contribute to the homosexuality and perpetuate it. But don't tell me that you're, you're just born that way, because that's a lie. God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Okay? If two men were supposed to go around having sex with one another... How could we be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth? You can't do it. It's against nature. It was considered, and is, is considered in still some law books, a crime against nature. That's how it's referred to. Sodomy. Men having sex with men. Women having... Read Romans 1. So, going further, during a press conference in Rome... On April 24, 2002, the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, Bishop Wilton Gregory, was interviewed regarding the homosexual problem in the Catholic Church. In his own words, now this is again from a Catholic, Bishop Wilton Gregory, in his own words he said, it is an ongoing struggle to make sure that the Catholic priesthood is not dominated by homosexual men. That, where did that quote appear? In Newsweek, May 6, 2002, page 23. The implications of the statements are obvious. Since struggles implies victories and defeats, then not only have homosexuals established themselves in the Catholic priesthood, but they have at one time or another dominated the priesthood. Not surprisingly, the statistics reported by Newsweek bear out the allusion bear out to the allusion to dominated since between 35 and 50% of Roman Catholic priests are homosexual. Uh that's what this bishop said. 35 to 50% are homosexual. That's what they're admitting to. The facts show that there is 20 times as much homosexuality as there is pedophilia. Well, you know, I think that's a cover-up in and of itself. Well, it's just homosexual. It's teen boys with men. That's not as bad as men, pedophile priests with little kids. It makes it a little more palatable, evidently. To them, maybe, but it's all an abomination to God. And then it says, <clears throat> and the whole structure of many seminaries and many chancellery officers promotes and protects it. Promotes and protects it? That was from um, a quote from The Wanderer, May 2, 2002. Now, Nonetta just brought up an interesting point, a sick, mean, interesting point, but her former pastor, Pastor Street, had said that before. When the priests were having sex with the nuns, this was many years ago, I would imagine, and the nuns turned up pregnant, what they were doing with the nuns is just killing them with the baby and burying them, and they turn up missing. Because that was too much of an embarrassment. See, that's creating what they call like a human paper trail. You have a baby now to deal with, and we can't have that. So then at some point, they, these... And, it, and right here it says, the offices of the chancery and the seminaries promotes and protects it. Now, they don't have a class on, okay, getting away uh, with homosexuality 101, but in some way, shape, or form, behind closed doors, they are promoting and protecting this institution of homosexuality within the Catholic Church. Why would they want to do that? There's no, you don't got to worry about a baby. If you got men with, uh, priests with priests, or priests with boys, or, girl, or little girls, they can't get pregnant. If they're little enough, and then you've got nuns with nuns. Don't got to worry about that. So there's no there's no evidence, okay? Unless you know they claim rape right then and in, in that, and then they go and get checked out at like a hospital. They have these things called rape kits where they go, and these people at the hospital will actually get semen samples and things of this nature, and then they actually have DNA. But one of the reasons I can understand why they would have encouraged them, the seminaries and the chanceries, like Nonetta said, like her former pastor said, they would have encouraged them, yeah, you need to, you know, we don't want to be doing this with the nuns because you could get them pregnant, so just have sex with the other men or or the boys or whatever. And that way there's, isn't that sick? The depths of Satan, that's what we could alternately title this teaching, the depths of Satan, so then, it goes on to say, "What is also disheartening are some of the attitudes of individual Catholics." Newsweek reports that fully half, or fifty percent of fifty-one percent of Catholics, say that they would attend a church with an openly gay priest. Well, the Bible says that the blind lead at the blind; they'll both fall into a ditch. It also said, if the, it also alludes to the fact that if the head is sick, the whole body is sick. And then of whom a man is overcome, the Asami is brought into bondage. You're in a Catholic church, you're sitting in that pew, you've been indoctrinated in this, you have been overcome by that false religion, whether you want to admit it or not. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? According to Galatians 4.16, most of the time I would become your enemy, because you would view me that way. I love you enough to tell you the truth. This is unbelievable. I mean, they don't even care, the people in the, the Catholics. You talk about somebody that doesn't read their Bible. 44% of Catholics are in favor of gay marriages. 39% would accept a gay priest in a committed relationship. That's a joke. Uh, we just did that, just keyword in, gays or homosexuals or how, part of the word. Find my teachings I've done on this subject. It's a proven fact that they've got the morals of an alley cat and they have about a 95% cheat rate. Those that are even in committed relationships. Sickening. And then percent, 56% of Catholics are in favor of allowing gays and lesbians to adopt children. Another disgusting... Talk about being brought up in dysfunction... And, don't tell me that a gay or a, or a certain amount of gays and lesbians aren't doing that very thing so that they can sexually molest those very kids. Some, and that's, the, that's a proven fact with foster families too. Some foster families, that's the only reason they want to do that. So that they can abuse these kids. Not all of them, I'm not saying all. But I'm saying it's, I've seen it too many times. We've already sit, t- t- taken a look at how the, the pedophiles gravitate to positions where they can have access... To, to humanity, and in particular children, teachers, social uh, care workers, policemen. Mark Jordan, a, profe- a professor of religion at Emory University and a gay Catholic, states, quote, if there were no homosexuals in the priesthood, we would soon cease to have a functioning church. Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be an awesome thing? That, where, where did that quote appear? Newsweek, May 6, 2002, page 26. The last quote where I just quoted all those statistics, that was also in Newsweek, May 6, 2002, page 25 and 29. I want to really give you the references on these. See, so you can see, this is secular media reporting this, and this is what they're admitting to. The tip of the iceberg, most likely. Actual surveys, um, in the fall of 1999, the Kansas City Star sent a questionnaire to 3,000 priests in the U.S., 73% did not reply. Hmm, I wonder if they've got something to hide. I have a comment here. It says, but a straight priest would have no reason not to respond. Why would a straight priest not respond to something like that? Of your I sure wouldn't be hiding that response. If somebody asked me if I was homosexual, heterosexual, you better believe they're going to know that, that I'm heterosexual. It's the way God intended it to be. But it isn't that weird. 73% didn't respond. Why wouldn't they respond? I mean, I wonder if the homosexual stat's more like 73% then across the board. Who knows? They're they're admitting to up to 50% right now. Who knows what it really is? Remember, it's a spiritual problem. It's a corrupt system they're going into. Even if they went in not a homosexual. Now they are, just like the upper level masons. It's spiritual. Remember we battle not against flesh and blood but against princes, principalities, rulers of wickedness in high places, against powers. Wherefore put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. These types of things. So our battle is against the spiritual. Demons and devils and fallen angels emanating and operating through these systems. That's what we have to always make sure we keep our eyes on because it's very easy to get your eyes focused on the individual. So, the low response rate could be anticipated. One would expect homosexuals and bisexuals to be reluctant to respond to the questionnaire since it deals with such a sensitive issue. And again, they're alluding to the fact that 73% didn't respond. And if you were a homosexual or a bisexual, you're not going to want to respond to that. Now, you could lie. But these people didn't even want to respond. Homosexual and bisexual priests would probably be less likely to reply to the survey. You think so? <laughs> I mean, come on. According to Bill Blakemore, Blakemore of ABC News, quote, nobody knows what percentage of American priesthood is gay. Estimates range from less than 10% to more than 30. NBC report on celibacy and clergy found that anywhere between 23 and 58%. Of the Catholic clergy have a homosexual orientation. 58%, they're saying there. Author and socialist James J. G. Wolf estimated 48.5% of priests were gay. During 1990, Reverend Thomas Krangle, a Franciscan priest in Possack, New Jersey, mailed a survey to 500 randomly sele- selected priests. Of the 398 responses, about 45% said they were gay. So this guy got a better response rate. But maybe there, maybe he, I don't know, maybe because it came from this reverend Thomas Crangle, a Franciscan priest, I mean this guy calls himself priest and reverend, and a Franciscan, (laughs) does that mean he's from from San Francisco, is that, I don't know, sorry, just kidding, teasing, anyway, um, yeah, this reverend Francisco guy, priest, and he mailed it now he had 398 responses, which is a lot better than the 73% that didn't reply to the other. But maybe their their guards were a little bit lower cuz hey, it's coming from some priest guy. He got 398 responses and 45% admitted they were gay out of those. Now, he didn't get he had 102 that didn't respond. Probably be pretty likely they're all gay or bisexual. So when then what would that bring the percentage up to? 60 to 70? If you add in those 102? If we assume that all the estimates are of equal validity, then at least 33%, and that is the most conservative, conservative estimate we could give by looking at all these. I believe it's way more. At least, But they're saying at least 33% of priests have a homosexual orientation. However, as father, I, and the Bible says to call no man father, but your father in heaven. And also says that holy and reverend is he, meaning God. The Bible only refers to reverend in to God. So the title reverend and father are absolutely, totally, 100% unbiblical. I will not address anyone that way. I don't even call my own dad father. Dad. And if you see me write to people, I might, I might put the word dad in, because I don't think we're even supposed to use that word unless we're referring to our father in heaven. Because Jesus said that. He says, call no man father except your father in heaven. Now, that's not something you hardly ever hear. But anyway, um, this Donald Cozen, priest guy, he said, beyond these estimates, of course, are priests who remain confused about their orientation and men who have so successfully denied their orientation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I've got enough, I'm going to go ahead and go to part five here because I don't think I've got enough time to cover this next part, so I'm going to go ahead and go to part five here and we'll continue from there.